Hi and welcome to Soapbox, the soap podcast brought to you by RadioTimes.com. I'm Jonathan Hughes and I'm joined by... David Brown. David Brown. <laughs> Hello, David. Hello, Johnny. You are right. Uh, yes, so we are back. Yes. We've been off for a few weeks, but we are back and uh, we are going to be giving you uh, every Tuesday a preview of what is coming up in the soaps. Kind of talk about where we're at, what we've just seen, uh, but mainly going to be throwing ahead to the next week in Soapland, which is highly exciting. Uh, so we're going to start with EastEnders, I mm-hmm. think. Should we start with EastEnders? Yeah, it's kind of it. very, uh, still basking in the glory of Dennis's death. The glory? <laughs> the glory of that boat party. Yeah. I'm never getting on a boat again. No, um, me neither. Yeah. But they, they seem to, the main side effect at the moment seems to be Whitney being banged up yes. that's kind of where the yes i mean she should never have gotten that boat with that knife and that tea towel but i really don't know what she was thinking <laughs> no. this is a lesson kids if you murder someone in your um kitchen just run it's a terrible plan <laughs> it was a terrible plan but unbeknownst to her she's now ventured forth with an even worse plan which is to get gray yes. to defend her in court gray is an abuser himself, someone who's no stranger to a bit of psychological and physical abuse. Yes, that's true. Defending Whitney against killing a man who was psychologically and physically abusing her. I think there's a conflict of interest here. (laughs) Yeah, and Gray's also the only... um, uh, legal person available in Wolford. He, he mentioned this, didn't he? Yes. The other day. Yeah, but it kind of drew attention to something that I, I think they probably shouldn't have drawn attention to as being the only legal person yeah. in Wolford. But, uh, but that happens yeah. like on all the soaps, doesn't it? Yes, Because you've it does. got um, the choppy fringe one on Coronation Street. Oh, um, her from the office. Yeah. Yeah. So she defends anybody who needs defending. Any, she's like the child of Rosie O'Neill. She has to defend <laughs> absolutely everyone. That's true. Yeah. Emmerdale's lacking it, though. They used to have Rakesh. They did have Rakesh, and he was a bit corrupt, wasn't he? Yeah, Rakesh was the one who was, he didn't have any speciality. He was just... Broad law. Jack of all law. Much like Grey. Yeah. But as we know, Grey's got more going on kind of behind closed doors. He's coercive and horrible and downright nasty to his poor, long-suffering wife, Chantelle. Um, So next week, we're kind of back on that story. Uh, Whitney is still in prison. Yeah, and something's going to happen to Grey, which means that he's no longer with the law firm. Um, ah. He's been suspended for being a coercive, horrible, nasty psychopath. I think so, yeah, yeah, that yeah. probably is caused to um, lose your job. His isn't demeanor it? doesn't seem that suited to court, does it? You know, Do you he flies think? off the handle all the time. Oh, he yeah, he does. You've got to be kind of quite verbally dexterous and emotionally cool. I'd He's not Rumpole of the Bailey, is he? He really isn't. No. <laughs> no. So he also is this... She who must be <laughs> <laughs> not obeyed. Not obeyed, well. No. Um, so... Yes, and he gets What's in trouble. What's something for Whitney, though? Well, the fact is then, I think Chantel will tell Grey that he's got to defend Whitney on his own, not represented by his By firm. company. Yeah, so I think he has to go solo. That's really not looking good for Whit, because I feel like um, Whitney's the most long-suffering character in the world. Uh, and then this is really not um, going to alter that perception of her, is it? So no. she's, it's not... Not looking good. And it's not looking good for Chantelle either. No. Because so, as Gray's stress levels rise, yeah. the person on whom he'll be... Taking it out. ...will be Chantelle. I feel like um, 
they missed out on the anniversary week, Grey and Chantel, didn't they? They weren't they weren't really involved that much. And I think it was obviously they couldn't have every single character, but I felt a bit sorry for them because there was even a scene, I think, really early on in the week, because it was one day, four episodes, wasn't it? So it was like the same day in Walford being yeah. told. But like really early on on the Monday, like Grey and Chantel came in the Vic and Chantel said, Oh, we're off to see a show tonight, so we're not in this. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> They're like, Oh, isn't it lovely? It's Valentine's or it's whatever. Like, yeah, Grey put tickets to see Pretty Woman the musical. We are not going to feature in this week. So it's about time, you know, they had some, we were back on that story. Because it yeah. has been a bit quiet as well, isn't it? On on the, you know, the kind of abusive marriage. Well, for a while it kind of thought that, you thought Grey was going to kind of come to terms with his, his issues. issues. Yeah, yeah, they had counselling. Yeah, yeah. But then that doesn't seem to have worked by the looks no, of it. it's not worked. So um, poor Chantel. So we should... Pray for Chantelle again. Do we think she's going to be, you know, in the firing line? Well, I wondered whether they were going to do something a bit more subtle with this storyline and, and have Grey not be like this year's, this century's Trevor Morgan. Exactly. But I don't know whether they could resist the temptation. Also, the message has to be the message, doesn't it? In this storyline, you have to, you know, you have to tell the story responsibly. You have to tell the story truthfully. It is a real life issue that does affect a lot of people, unfortunately. So... You know, even though you could say, oh, it's a retread of the likes of Trevor Morgan and, you know, other soaps have done it. But isn't that the point? You have to, you kind of have to tell this, the same story because unfortunately that same story happens in real life, maybe. I think that the, the only way the story can end is if Whitney gets freed and uh, kicks, you know, like, and is kind of like really happy with Grey, yeah. unbeknownst to what he's like. And then Grey gets home having won the case indeed but then Chantel kind of kicks him out and says oh yeah I, I'm taking back the power I'm she taking back the control yeah. yeah I'd like that I'd like Chantel to take the power I'm not scared of you anymore oh yeah another uh, many you know heard before lines of dialogue I yep. think we're heading for that but you know that's what we want out of the storyline and I'm sure that's where we'll get but slow burn um, but meanwhile poor Whitney caught in the <laughs> caught up in it yeah. perhaps yes. um, Chantel will attack Grey and then she'll oh. she'll need That's, legal yeah uh, representation. representation, not by him, but he's the only lawyer. And then, Where does that leave her? <laughs> Enter Rakesh. Remember Enter Rakesh. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah. I've just gone. I've just come down the, the M6. <laughs> yeah. I was in the toilet for a long time, yeah. which wasn't actually an Emmerdale plot. That's point. one for the fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> elsewhere, and Enders briefly, Suki Panasar discuss. Well, Suki Panasar is pretending that she's got cancer. We think in yes. order to keep her family together. But it seems like that. surely. Angie Watts is the stuff of local folklore in Walford. Nobody is going to pretend that they have cancer because everyone knows how this ends yeah. with them getting found out. And didn't they watch like all those clips that came up around the 35th anniversary <laughs> yeah. of like best EastEnders moments ever? It's yeah. on BritBox. I know. Can't people just watch it? So <laughs> maybe, maybe Kira's going to be like, hang on, <laughs> yeah. this I've seen this. It's nineteen eighty six. So these, I always find them slightly wearisome. These oh, really fake, faking the illness, fake illness, mm. fake pregnancy, <laughs> fake pregnancy. That, that's always a. Stand-by. How do they think it's going to end? I know. So. Oh. Uh, yes, yeah, so um, exactly. How do they think it's going to end? No baby, no death. Well, I think you'll find in. I think Hollyoaks have done a. I'm going to 
pretend to be pregnant, then I'm going to steal a baby when the time comes. Oh, that's a twist. So there you go. Um, What can you tell us about Suki next week? That people are going to get wise to it? Is it all going to come out or we're not quite sure? Well, we we can't say whether it comes out or not, but Jean definitely has her suspicions. Yes. Now that she has seen someone die from cancer for real. She's no fool. She's no fool. That's Mm. the thing, you see. Jean appears all dotty and... yeah. Nuts, but she's not really. She's like Miss Marple. She is. Yeah, I think she's going to be on the case. Well, let's hope so. So I think Suki needs to, you know, we need to see her true colours. I'd like to see her true colours, but also kind of see those boys do some proper acting because they don't really kind of get to do much, do they, they? No, and especially like initially they were like, you know, sibling bants. But now since Suki's come into it, they're just like fighting over who's going to make her a cup of tea. Yeah. In every scene, that just seems to be it. And it's high stakes. High jeopardy. <laughs> Yeah, let's see who puts the kettle on for Suki next yeah. week. <laughs> Suki take it off Suki again. Suki literally takes it off again. <laughs> it's as if they planned it. Uh, uh, any more on Eastenders before we move on? I think we should move on to elsewhere. So Coronation Street, we're going to say goodbye possibly at some point. We know he's leaving Dr. Ali. Dr. Ali, yeah. A character yeah. who I think has been quite ill-served by the storylines. I would agree with that. There's been a few kind of, I'd say, blind alleys. Pun intended. Uh, with Ali, it seemed like they started quite a few storylines that just didn't go anywhere, or they forgot about, or didn't work. I don't, I don't really know. He's had like a few false starts, and now the character is leaving. Yeah. Um, it, I think he, his last appearances are going to be next week on screen. I think he suffered from a change of producer. I think in the latter days of the Kate Oates era, yeah. it was all about the Connors going up against that local gangster who I forgot. Ronan. Cormac. Was it? Well, yeah. Whatever. The, the family. Cor- no, Truman. Cormac and Ronan. Ronan or something? I can't remember. Anyway, one of them, the patriarch <laughs> of that family, yes, ended that up one. Um, impaled on a, a gear shift or something. Oops. I don't know what, yeah. Is it a post? Uh, something it was a terrible like that. car crash. It was a car crash. And then Ali did him in, basically. Yeah, he did. He let him die. But you thought, oh, killer medic. Yes. That's the storyline. Yes. And then he didn't really get followed up on. And then he became a bit of a painkiller addict for a couple of weeks to numb the pain he yeah started taking like you know ODing on prescription drugs and then that went nowhere and now he's in some kind of undercooked love triangle with Gary and Maria yeah and And he's got a really weird mullet thing going on okay David basically your issue with (laughs) Dr Ellie is the hair Wow, the hair has been quite discussed, I think, on by fans on social media. Yeah. Um, it comes to something, doesn't it, when it's the hair that gets the <laughs> yeah. So maybe the uh, the writing was on the uh, the bathroom mirror as he's doing his hair in terms of have, yeah, as the character kind of, you know. Without Michelle there to kind of keep her boys in order, there's not really yeah. much for either of them to do. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. So um, what are the circumstances of his departure? What can you tease us? Well, it's because of this rivalry with Gary and Maria. And then are they engaged now, Gary and Maria, on screen? Yeah, because they've had that, oh, the best man won yes. conversation. Yes, but uh, Maria recently did have a bit of a um, a session in the salon with Dr. Ali, didn't she? Yes. But, yeah, he's basically got to bow out because it ain't happening. So, But poor Maria, like, you know, she's just... She's, well, she's just going to be a knight in shining armour at one point, Dr. Ali, and now that's not going to happen, is it? Well, she just bounces from bad boy to bad boy, whichever bestubbled... Uh, <laughs> Rudy, brooding bearded <laughs> bloke yeah, yeah. turns up she's with them so oh, wow. I have no sympathy for Maria she should oh, have a sh- shady David <laughs> she shady. should have a chastity storyline 
She should, but I think that ship sailed. Give up bad boys for Lent. <laughs> it's a soap first. Yeah. Um, what else going on in Corrie? I see that we've got Ken's imminent departure to Shady Pines or whatever yes, it's called. What's that's it called? Right. Sylvania um, Waters. It's called Still Waters. Yeah. Still Waters suggests that maybe they're dead. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> Nobody's causing a ripple. It's like God's waiting room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he's taking a, a long last wistful look around the living room at number one. Oh. I mean, if you cast your mind sad, back to December 1960, Ken... I'm not that old. Well, How dare you? Those first episodes Indeed. when Ken was a snobby student turning oh, yeah. his nose up at bottles of sauce on the dining room table Couldn't and buttered bread. To get out of that life, could it's he? It's taken him nearly 60 years to realise his dream and now that <laughs> it's happening, he's all mournful about it. <laughs> he doesn't off, know what he wants. No. He doesn't know what he wants. Um, he's off with Claudia yeah. to... You know, Shady Pines. <laughs> and, uh, Shady Pines was the nursing home in the Golden it Girls. It was, yeah. Sophia's. For people who don't know what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's our frame of reference. Yeah. And he's going <laughs> to run into um, Norris and yes. Frida. But I was thinking, wouldn't it have been good if Stephanie Cole would have still have been in the cast? Because she could have joined them and it would have been like Waiting for God. Oh, my gosh. That would be excellent. Yeah. There's still time. No, oh, she, no she's, she's dead. dead. <laughs> She's the not, character. The character's dead. Yeah. She's not, not waiting yet. for God anymore. No. She's met him. Uh, maybe it's So Haunt Me meets Waiting for God. <laughs> so Haunt Me. <laughs> um, other thing, just to mention, um, the chicken death oh, recently man. in Corrie with Jeff and Yasmin really, really upset a lot of people. I would say upset people more than when Yasmin got locked in that box. Yeah, I, I was traumatised by it. But if you think about it, Jeff, he must be very skilled because oh, yeah. he managed to kill, yes. pluck, yes. cook, yes. serve a chicken. And all, did he did like sides as well, yeah. like salad and veg. <laughs> In the time that Yasmin was taking a nap. How long was that nap? I don't know. And on, we've had on very good authority this morning yeah. that chickens which have been bred for laying eggs uh-huh. aren't the tastiest meal, that there's no kind of real... <laughs> No me on them so so Yasmin was going oh it's so tender and it's gorgeous yeah, she it's spat it out quite a lot I think only when she found out that it was no, Charlotte Bronte I have a theory that because she's so scared of Jeff she pretended she liked it oh, and actually right. she was like what's up with this chicken yeah this is disgusting but you know I'm my coercive husband's gonna really kick off if I don't like it so I think she was almost relieved that she could then go have yeah. cause to hate it um yeah I mean do that you think- wasn't a look of relief no relief for Yasmin at all. I don't think ever. Um, so going forward, we've got Alia. So she is on the case. I think Alia is really starting to suspect all is not well. She doesn't like Jeff anyway. Um, but I think there's going to be some twists coming up um, towards the end of next week with Alia kind of getting more suspicious of Jeff and hopefully having some evidence to show to Yasmin that look, this man is a, a chicken murdering, yeah, box-locking maniac. <laughs> but could it also be down to these reviews and of the oh. restaurant? <laughs> Alia's getting bad crits yeah. from uh, Jeff, basically. It's, yeah, basically food wars. Yeah, yeah. food wars. Food wars. Um, it is by far the most compelling storyline on the show at the moment. I agree. And Until knew? Ken moves into the retirement home. With the spirit of Stephanie Cole. Yeah. Um, also, we should just mention on Corey that James Bailey storyline is going to be very big next week. He's going to be outed um, at 
into the public. He, in the fiction of the show, is a star football player. And he is like, you know, the next big thing. He's like the next Harry Kane mm. or whatever. And uh, he's obviously uh, in the closet because he doesn't want to be um, publicly gay and a footballer because he thinks that's just not going to go well. So this is kind of what Corey had been promising for like, almost a year since the babies mm. were introduced like last spring, that they're going to explore homophobia in the football industry. So we're kind of going to get to that next week. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens. Mm. Um, Have they got the charisma to pull it off? Well, the Baileys. let's see. I mean, it's been, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I feel like... I, I don't find them that convincing, no, I think, I mean, I love Aggie. I think she kind Aggie of holds... Is, Aggie is carrying it for yeah, me. Yeah, and I think she's a big part of how this story goes as yeah. well. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> Let's just say we'll see. But that is a big plot next week. Yeah. Uh, Emma Dale, uh, we've got the big thing really is Dodgy Copper D.I. Malone, yeah. who arrives on screen uh, in the coming week, what we're watching this, this week, but the week commencing the 9th of March. He is kind of the new... Big bad. He's like this corrupt cop He's from Will's past. Yeah. Uh, Played by Mark Womack. Yeah, professional TV cop Mark Womack. So yeah. he, we were talking about this earlier. He starred in a BBC One cop no, show. It was ITV, I think. Was it? Liverpool One. Oh, do you know what? Mersey B and that Liverpool was BBC One. One. I get those two confused. They were like um, similar kind of sh- cop shows set in Liverpool. Yeah. But Mark Womack was in Liverpool One. Yes. Who else was in that? Sam Womack. Sam Janice. Oh, is that That's where they, they met. So yeah. Ronnie Mitchell, R.I.P. Yeah, real life married so royalty couple. Yeah, now. yeah. Yes. Um. So we're going to have a lot about him. Big new bad. I mean, the cops in Emmerdale don't get much of a. Um, well, they used to. I mean, P- P.C. Swirling's got a lot on his plate. Well, he's he the has. only policeman there, and the village is crime ridden. So it's good job that he's got some backup. But yeah, unfortunately, but he's, he's corrupt. He's corrupt, like the horrible man who was. Um, uh, charities, you know, abuser. Oh, yeah. oh you horrible man. <laughs> oh, you, oh, no. Oh, you nasty. He was horrible. What was his name? I don't um, know. I can't remember his name, but he was horrible. He's Ryan's dad, isn't he? Oh, is he? Yeah, he's 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 Ryan's dad because Charity was abused by this copper who oh, yeah. she was a teenage was sex worker and he kind of and she, and she said he was going to help her. And he meet at the, the um, yeah, yeah. press at the police event. Yeah, so he's... Another corrupt cop yeah. in Hot and Police. So, I mean, just thank God for PC Swirling that he's around, <laughs> frankly. Um, so a lot going on there. I think also there's a lot going on with Vanessa. So Vanessa's bowel cancer story, I think, has been absolutely brilliant so far. It's not actually been playing out that long, but I just think it's been great. Really truthfully played. Yeah. It's it's come out of nowhere, but that, you know, is what happens when these things occur. Diagnosis can... You're, walking around one day and then the next day you get this news and it's life-changing. I think that Vanessa and Charity, uh, the impacts on the relationship so far has been really interesting. Great performances. I think that Tracy's going to find out. Vanessa's very, very, like, I want to keep this private. I want to keep this to myself or just with me and Charity. But Tracy ends up finding out next week. So that's obviously a big gear change in that storyline. Do we think that Vanessa's going to make it through? Well, surely, you know, she's she's got to. But then... I said that about Sinead on Coronation Street. We were talking about Sinead, and I didn't think that Sinead... Bales, that was what that policeman was called. Bales, there you go. Yeah, Yeah, Bales, boo. Um, You know what? Anything's possible. After Sinead, and I think that, you know, the the truthfulness of that story and the the heartbreaking end that it had, you know, it kind of was very brave of the show to do. So maybe. I mean, they haven't said, they've just said this is a long-running story. We're going to explore Vanessa's... Mm. 
journey you know the show has a responsibility to tell it truthfully so whether they go down the route of you know if you get checked and this can be beaten and people do beat it and come through the other side however sometimes as you saw with Sinead with her cancer sometimes you know you have the the the, the very sad ending. ending so I don't know what do you reckon well I think it would be quite brave of Emmerdale to um having created this fan favorite relationship yeah it would be the ultimate so tearing apart wouldn't it, it would be but would they want to do that you know because they've lost robron yeah in the last year ago. yeah so what what would they have are there any other relationships in in its place well i don't know i mean we don't really know what mandy and Vinny get up to in their spare time mini mini hashtag mini I mean, you're still like convinced they're lovers vandy <laughs> vandy oh i'm feeling like it was a vandy <laughs> Not mother and son, what are they? Oh, I what's going on? Don't, I don't know. That's gone very quiet, isn't it? The yeah. Vandy, Vandy wise. <laughs> okay, well, if vanity are a thing of the past, hashtag Vandy. Yeah, and okay. I, I don't really kind of care about Harriet and Will Hill. No, Hill, <laughs> K- Coira are torn asunder. Oh. No, like that's really been flogged. That they are not. We are never ever getting back yeah. together, as the kids say. Um, Victoria and Luke. Vuk. Vuk. <laughs> Vuk and Vandy. <laughs> Vuk and Vandy are the future. The future. <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe we'll see. Maybe next yeah. week that will come into play. So, um, yeah. Laurel and Jay. Lay. Lay. Oh, I think they're heading for some kind of fall, aren't they, next week well, as Archie well? Well, Archie is. Uh, there is literally a fall. Yeah. And I think Jay finally finds out the truth that... um. Is it Arthur's the the bully? Yeah, yeah. That was funny when Doug left, wasn't it? And and he said to Arthur, yeah. "You are one fantastic young man, and don't let anyone ever tell you any different." I'm thinking he just bullied this child for weeks, <laughs> beating his friends. <laughs> yeah. And he said, "Yeah, sorry, I won't do it again." Well, I mean, he's got to prove himself. <laughs> I but, know. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think. Maybe Doug left to get back on that Qantas flight <laughs> to sort him out, having just abandoned him. So Archie go. ends up like trapped under a cabinet. A cabinet falls on top of him, okay. and Laurel and Arthur is in the vicinity at the time. So Laurel is. is left wondering whether she's got a Lionel Shriver. We need to talk about Kevin's situation uh-huh. on her hands here. I think we do. But yeah, um, I think Jay does find out the truth. Mm, so that's not really going to seal their romantic reunion deal, is it? Not really. Not really. Uh, any other Emmerdale news? No, I think that's it for Emmerdale. Okay. Uh, just going to touch upon Hollyoaks. <gasps> a big week for the Devereaux, isn't it? So this is the Devereaux dynasty. So basically the Devereaux family were named after a family from dynasty. Uh, and they are delivering on that promise in <laughs> this kind of crazy but bonkersly brilliant uh, plot buster. The secret sibling. The secret sibling. So Martine had uh, Mitchell, who was all grown up, and that's her son, and they live together, and he's like mid-20s, he's a doctor. However, he doesn't know that he has a twin that Martine gave away as a baby. For some reason, we don't know why, um, this happened and her father Walter knows Mitchell doesn't know and it's all kind of we must never talk about it Toby Pharaoh the good-looking music producer who moved into the village in <laughs> December is the grown-up uh, aforementioned secret twin uh, he has somehow found out that Martin gave him away and kept his twin brother he's come for revenge but Martin and the Devereaux have no idea that this their kind of handsome new neighbour is the grown-up son. He wants to kind of mess with them and get revenge. And next week, 
I think this all kind of threatens to be exposed. Uh, we can't say too much, but it is that storyline is in focus next week. And we do also know that Richard Blackwood, late mm-hmm. of EastEnders, is coming in as the long-lost dad. So I think we're going to find out really what all went on with this the De- the Devereux um, dastardliness. Uh, and I'm yeah just kind of dying to find out. And it is going <laughs> to I think it's going to fry your brain. <laughs> Do you think this kind of thing ever happens in real life? All the time. Well, Johnny, <laughs> I've just got to tell you that I am actually your brother. Oh, I knew it! I knew it! You had the life <laughs> all, I could have lived all these years that we've been working <laughs> together. <laughs> and Kelly from Eternal gave me away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, I'm off for revenge. Um, so that's going to be big. So do watch for that next week. We've been waiting a couple of months for this all to come out. So anyway, tune into that. Also, we're going to give Neighbours a mention because uh, it's the 35th anniversary of everyone's favourite Aussie soap. Now, obviously, EastEnders has just had its 35th anniversary. Did you know, were you aware that Neighbours started in Australia within weeks of mm. EastEnders starting in the UK in 1985. So this isn't the 30th anniversary week, is it, though? That's coming no. up. So that is coming up middle of March, but next week, kind of week of 9th of March, it's the week preceding it. But it's all kind of building up to this big week. We've had a trailer, we've had loads of publicity about mm. this big week. In the run-up next week, um, I can tell you that Gary is engaged to Prue, played by Denise Van Outen in a genius bit of casting. Um, and that's really not going down well because Prue is this kind of crazy Adina Monsoon, ab fab, errant mother of Harlow Robinson. She's kind of caught up with this religious cult mm-hmm. and she's kind of duping Gary, but um, they are engaged to be married. But What's the head of the religious cult called? Um, the head Barabbas. of Barabbas. Do you remember Barabbas? I do remember Barabbas. I think that's why they've done it. It's like a um, the <laughs> children was... of Barabbas was a '90s storyline, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, fans will know that the head of the this cult, the Order, is played by Richard Arnold from Good Morning Britain, <laughs> who did a cameo last year. Anyway, oh, that's yeah, not that's for here. Um, that's all happening. We've also got Finn, who is, I think, one of the best soap characters in years. Finn was this like evil psycho who then got pushed off a cliff and woke up with no memory of being an evil psycho. And for the last year, has been like the nicest man on Ramsey Street. The Harold was, Bishop effect, Yeah, the it? Harold Bishop effect. I had no idea who he was. However, Finn's now remembering he was a psycho. And the scene is being set for him to take this crazy revenge mm. in the, the anniversary. Next week, there's loads of Finn with the memories returning and we're kind of thinking, oh, I wish he still had amnesia and everyone's going to wish that as well. Um, but it's going to be lots of fun. I think if you if you enjoyed the the doom laid in EastEnders 35th, you're going to love what Neighbours have got in store yeah. in a few weeks' time. But yeah, next week really is the kind of um, the entree, the prawn cocktail, the uh, carrot coriander soup, if you will, <laughs> to the uh, main course coming up. Cool. Yeah, so you're going to tune into Neighbours, David? Uh, well, yeah, I, I do like a good kind of high-concept week. Yeah. So I might not watch it all, but yeah. I will watch some of it. Dip and in. also my like Neighbours years are yeah. very much grounded in the 1980s. So There's going to be a lot of retro. retro stuff yeah, in there that week. Well. we'll talk about this more next week, but there will be yeah. lots of retro fun. Yeah. So any other soap business, David? No, I'm out of business. You're out of business? Fresh out of business. Okay, so this, yeah, we've been discussing the week commencing 9th March. Just next week, uh, lots of stuff going on. So, I hope you enjoyed that. Join us next time. We're here every week. Uh, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Until next time, see you soon. <laughs>